Good Erev Shabbos to everyone. Welcome back to our turn Friday into Erev Shabbos. Each and every Friday we meet in order to inspire ourselves to get ready to be energized, to feel the light, and to transform ourselves for Shabbos. We are in the period of Sphira, and that is why we are not having our little Erev Shabbos party with our live, I shouldn't say our live, but our lively music. But look forward to returning to it later. I want to thank our generous sponsors for our Turn Friday to Erev Shabbos series for the year. Dear friends, many in support of Fishman, in memory of Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, Rav Yaakov Tzvi Ben David Aryeh. We are continuing with the Ravitcha Meyer Morgenstern, his Bayam on Shabbos. He has been walking us through Friday, Hachanus Biyom Shishi, how Friday can become Erev Shabbos, how we can get ready, how we can transform ourselves, how Friday is not an ordinary Friday. It's not an ordinary any other day of the week, but Friday we're already beginning to draw from. We're already beginning to smell, to taste, to be energized, to be lifted, to be elevated, enhanced by the feelings of Shabbos. We talked about Toameha, the notion of tasting the Shabbos food, the idea that the eating of Shabbos is different than the eating during the week. It is not an animal-based act, it's a spiritual act, and we're elevating ourselves through that act, and we already begin that different type of eating attitude on Friday, already feeling and already celebrating, already experiencing Shabbos beforehand. He continues with cutting fingernails. Viata yiktos tiparnov. So after you have tasted the food, the next thing is cutting nails. What is the religious significance of cutting nails. And he says, You know, there are only certain parts of our body that grow. Most parts, I don't mean our waistline or our belt after Pesach, which is not meant to grow, but I mean our nails grow, our hair grow. And that's why they're significant. Cutting nails, cutting hair. The mourner is not allowed to do either. We have certain laws for the Nazir, the Nazarite, the Mitzorah. Different personalities have different approaches, different laws that govern the attitude to the parts that become individual, subjective, that change, that grow, that rejuvenate. And so therefore he says the klipos, these negative energies attach themselves to the extra growth of the nail. And the yechavin klipos. So the extra growth, the dirt that guts under the nails is not just meant to be something literal. A person has to cut their nails, they get dirty. Many women get manicures in order, to, um, in order to clean their nails professionally because a person, the dirt under the nail, the dirt on top of the nail, the poorly managed nail represents something negative. Not only true in the physical sense, but true in the spiritual sense as well. And that's why the mentality and the mindfulness, the kavana and the attitude, the intention, says Ravitch Meyer, is when cutting the fingernails in anticipation and in honoring Shabbos, when it's not just cutting away the nail, we're cutting away the spiritual dirt, the spiritual uh, soil, the spiritual residue, that which spiritually reflects poorly on us, which we want to cut, cut away. or When you cut away the barrier, when you cut away the peel, then you allow that which is inside the or the light to shine the brightest. So the growth of the fingernail, so to say, is blocking the light. The dirt of the nail, the dirt under the nail, the dirt of the nail is uh, blocking the light. We cut it away. And even if we don't understand fully these uh, very mystical notions, but nevertheless, what we can understand is the idea of mindful practice. The idea of not just doing things by rote and not just doing them by habit, but rather being mindful, being fully present while we're doing them so that we are impacted and transformed not only physically, but simultaneously, spiritually as well. Then he says, The next thing is to shower, to bathe, to get ready. It's time to get ready for Shabbos. We've examined this through the eyes of the Slanam Rebbe. 
we've seen it through Ravam Shor, and here we see it through Avicher Meyer. That the Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch, quoting from the Gemara, tell us that we have to wash our face, our hands, and our legs. Recently we talked about washing the face, the panim, is the pnim, internal, the cleansing, is the kashering. We've absorbed all kinds of non-kosher images and icons and ideas and ideals. They've come into our mind through things we've watched, we've listened to, places we've visited, uh, online and offline, and therefore we need to purge, we need to cleanse. And the idea that just like you take a non-kosher vessel, just like you take a chametz vessel, and you immerse it in the water, and the warm water is what purges that taste, so too we immerse ourselves, again, literally and symbolically, figuratively, spiritually, we immerse ourselves in, not coincidentally, warm water in order to purify. And says Ravit Shemayr, that the deeper idea, the deeper meaning here, that naturally, when we engage the world, when we work the world, we get soiled, we sweat, we get dirty. So every time we engage, we encounter the notion of being soiled, of being dirty, of being sweaty, that represents not only physical dirt, or physically being soiled, but it represents spiritually as well. Specifically on Friday, when those negative forces, the negative energy, the energy of the alter ego, the energy of self-sabotage, the energy of temptation, desire, distraction, those energies are alive and well. They're powerful. Why? Because they anticipate Shabbos is coming. And therefore, with the potential uh, rise, the explosion of Kedusha of sanctity, equal and opposite, is a rise in the attempt to bring us down. They challenge us. The klipos, these negative energies, these distractions, these temptations, these voice of inadequacy or insecurity or under are underachieving, they grow, they grow more powerful as well. So we have to wash. We have to cleanse. We have to prepare. In order to remove from ourselves, in order to wash from ourselves, in order to purify from ourselves any of this negative thought, negative self-talk. Water in mystical thought represents the attribute or the quality of loving kindness, of compassion. So we wash in water. It's the light of Hashem, it's His kindness, it's His love, it's His capacity to cleanse ourselves, to start. Well, amazing thing about Judaism is that we're never stuck, we're never lost, we're never hopeless, we're never too distanced. We have the opportunity to start again, a fresh start. Part of the beauty of Shabbos is a reset button. It's a reset button. Everybody knows you don't need to be an IT specialist to know that if your computer is not working or your phone is frozen or whatever form of technology, the best thing you can do before you call the IT specialist, before you sit on the phone endlessly with Microsoft or Apple or whoever you're going to call, is simply restart the system. Turn it off and turn it on again. I once took a flight from Washington to Florida, coming back from an APAC event in Washington, where we sat on the plane, and unfortunately, there was an indicator light that indicated something was wrong on the plane. They brought the mechanics on the plane. We're sitting on the runway. We're delayed, delayed, delayed. They can't figure it out to the point that they actually emptied the plane till they could solve it before we could take off. The story is even more dramatic because we were actually about to take off. We were making our way down the runway, picking up speed. Pilot was about to pull back and give us lift. 
And all of a sudden he stopped and screeched on the brakes, came back on and said that this uh, light came on and he did not want to take a chance by lifting off with the light on. Anyway, they take us off the plane in order to be able to bring the more mechanics on, in order to try to explore why the light was on. So I made a joke coming off the plane. I said to the pilot through the cockpit, I said, why don't you just try turning it off and turning it back on again? He didn't find it as funny as I did. Anyway, we went back in the airport, uh, paid way overpriced for a cup of coffee and some snacks, and eventually they said, we solved it, come back on. So we come back on, and uh, I asked one of the flight attendants, what'd they do? The mechanic, what'd they figure out? She said, well, they just rebooted the plane. They turned it all the way off and all the way back on, and the light didn't come back on. So... I was right. So one of the best ways to solve the first problem-solving troubleshooting is turn it off and turn it back on. Shabbos is turning us off and back on again. Disconnect, shut down, reboot, rejuvenate. And when we come back on, it's fresh. We've cleared out and we've cleansed whatever virus, whatever problem, whatever indicator light. Now, sometimes it needs more work than that. And in our lives, sometimes it needs more work than that as well. But very often, that's one of the jobs of Shabbos. So when we go into Shabbos, Shabbos is the process of shutting down. Shabbos is the process of rebooting, rejuvenating. And so we cleanse, rechitza. We cleanse ourselves in order to scrub away, in order to remove, in order to purge the dirt, the residue, in order to get off whatever it is that has come on us and soiled us throughout the week so that we can come into the new week fresh. That's why the Imre Chaim, the Vishnu Tzarebbe says, that's why, what is Sunday called? Sunday is Yom Rishon. It's day number one because every week is a fresh start. You know, we don't calculate. You know, kids have to like to calculate how many years they are. My eight-year-old son said to me this week, in 13 centuries, I'll be 1,308 years old. I said, how do you know that? What's a century? He said, 100 years. I was pretty impressed with that math. He knew on his own. So kids love to add up all the numbers to know how old they are. So we don't add one week bleeding into the next week. After two weeks, you're not 14 days in. Every Sunday is day one, two, three, four, five, six, Shabbos. And Shabbos, Shut down, start again, Sunday's day one. So says the Imre Chaim, in our parsha Shmini, Vayihi, Bayom HaShmini, the word Vayihi has a negative connotation, a sad connotation. Vayihi is something negative, is something sad. Where's the sadness in celebrating the Mishkan? So listen to what he says. He says, you know what the Vayihi, you know why it was sad? Bayom HaShmini. Because if you view that not at the end of seven days comes one, but if you view that comes number eight, that's a very sad state of affairs. If you don't forgive yourself and you don't forgive others, if you don't allow yourself a fresh start and a new beginning, if you don't see Shabbos as a cleansing and a rebooting opportunity so you can come back online, but without a virus and without a problem, and Sunday's number one, it's a Yom HaShmini if it's day number eight because you refuse to go back to number one and give yourself the fresh start, the fresh chance, then it's Vayihi. Then in fact, indeed, it is a sad day. So these are some of the intentions, the mindfulness of Friday, says Rav Meyer, from the very way we taste the food, to the way we cut our nails, to the way that we shower and bathe, and we'll get to, to the way that we get dressed, to the way we walk to shul, to the way we do Kabbalah Shabbos. All of turning Friday into Erev Shabbos is a function of mindfulness, is a function of being thoughtful, of being intentional, and with that, the covered Shabbos Kaidesh. I won't torture you by singing it for you, but wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Stay happy, stay healthy, and stay holy.